Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast, your home for stories, inspiration, and advice from athletes over 40. I'm your host, Robin Leggett. I'm a later in life athlete who became a roller derby skater in my 30s and a runner and obstacle racer in my 40s. Now I'm an athletic aging coach who helps women over 40 experience the massive life benefits that come with exploring your athletic potential at any age and any fitness background. If that fires you up, keep listening. Let's do this. Hello, hello. Welcome to the Seasoned Athlete Podcast. Very special episode I have for you today. If you are a longtime listener, you may know what's about to happen. Uh, this is the fifth time I will be doing this very special episode. I do it every single year, right around this time. Well, usually exactly at this time today. As I record this episode, it is my birthday. And every year on my birthday, sometimes around my birthday, but usually on my birthday, I record my annual birthday episode. So today would be the fifth annual, the fifth time that I have done a birthday episode. And today I'm turning 47. So I call it, I always call it, I think I give it the same title every year, another year more seasoned uh, with your host, me, Robin Leggett. So today I turn 47 years old. It's, you know, it's an interesting thing for me as the youngest child in my family. I am the youngest of three. And so I have spent my life as the baby sister. I believe my siblings still call me their baby sister. And so for me to be the baby sister at 47, I'm sure is, uh, really trippy for everyone in my family, myself included. So, but here we are, you know, life rolls in that way, in that direction. We always get older. So I am 47 today. Um, and, you know, uh, today's started interestingly, <laughs> but um, I did what I do on most Sundays, particularly if I have a race coming up, and that is I went trail running. So most people, you know, on their birthday, maybe they sleep in, get breakfast in bed, chill out. On my 47th birthday, I got up at 4.15 in the morning, <laughs> made breakfast, got ready and hit the trail by about 6.15. Uh, I had eight miles on the schedule today. And uh, so that's what I was going to do. I have a race in one week. So this is not really the week for me to be like, eh, I'm going to skip it. It's my birthday. I really, you know, training for my races is important. And so I went out there and did the trail run. Um, and, you know, it was going well. <laughs> it was going well enough. But a little over halfway through, I tripped on a rock and fell hard. So um, that's that's a thing that happened. I hit my I landed on my hip, hit both of my knees in the process. My knees are all banged up. Um, this is not new for me. I've done it before. You know, I've been there. I've fallen. Uh, you know, I'll be fine. But it was, you know, I feel like I've been I've been saying it hurt my pride most of all, but it also hurt my knees. Uh, so um, I have to now think about, you know, it's it's a message to me that it's like, it's time to chill before your race. You're going to chill whether you like it or not. And I actually, you know, the plan was to taper and the plan still is to rest. I'm just going to probably like rest harder in the next week. I will move. I will walk. I will, you know, let my body be the guide. But the workouts that I have planned, I might have to adjust and alter. And that's just the way the way being an athlete is, <laughs> you know, it's the athlete life is that we do injuries or getting banged up when running. I think any runner knows that's like falling's a part of the gig. And some people pointing to myself fall 
maybe more than the average person, or maybe I don't. If you follow a lot, please let me know. It'll make me feel better. So, um, but I actually, you know, people, as I was like sitting on the trail, assessing the damage, people walked by and they're like, ah, yeah, it happens to all of us. I'm like, yeah, it happens to me a lot. So that's been an interesting turn to my day. It's like, okay, well, I guess I am going to chill for the rest of my day, which was the plan, but you know, now it really, really is the plan. Um, so I'm trying to take it in stride to the best of my ability and just see how I'm going to do, you know, in the next week, I got to really, uh, focus on recovery more than anything because of this race. And I have to be just mindful of that. So Anyway, that's today so far, but I'm going to relax for the rest of my day and then I'm going to a comedy show tonight um, that I'm really excited about. So that's my day, uh, my Sunday birthday. But what I want to talk about in this podcast episode is sort of my reflections on the last year because it's been a really interesting year and I'm sure you might relate to that in some way, but it's been a really interesting year. So I want to take a trip back to November 2020. Uh, let's let's take a look at where where I was at, what I was doing when I recorded my last birthday episode. If I was smart and well prepared, I would have pulled a clip, but I didn't. I'm just going to talk. So last year around this time, let's take a look at where we were. So we were in the the thick of the pandemic. I mean, some may say we still are, but we really, really were then. And so I was, you know, my husband and I were both working from home. He had just gotten a new job, which was awesome. Um, we were both working from home in Los Angeles um, and we were training at home. So um, at that time, I was still running my gym. So I had a gym spoiler alert. Um, I had a gym called Rise Up Training Santa Monica, uh, opened in 2018. And then in March 2020, uh, we had to shut our physical doors because we were not allowed to operate inside that building. Um, and we didn't have an outdoor space at that gym. So we couldn't use that space pretty much for the rest of the year. So I was doing Zoom training and I was training people in parks. So that's how I was serving my clients at that time. And I did that for pretty much the rest of the year. Um, and as I was doing that, I was also working on my online business, which I had started before the pandemic. I started building an online business in January, 2020, or actually more like December. But I, so I was kind of multitasking those things and, but I was still teaching classes outdoors in Los Angeles. You can do that in November, but also at the same time, our lease was up in December for our gym space. And we were realizing, we probably realized before that, that we were going to close that gym. So I was heading towards that inevitability that I was going to close my gym. At that point, I probably, you know, already informed my clients. And, and so I had made this decision. I was going to shut the doors of the gym, shut the physical space, no longer teach people in person and really go all in on my online business. And, it, you know, I think it was an important decision for me to make in regards to my business because it is hard to split your attention. Yes, people can do hybrid models, but it it is challenging to do a hybrid model like that. So I wanted to just, you know, focus my attention on one very specific thing. And that was building my online business, specializing in helping women over 40 explore their athletic potential. So I was moving towards that, but still teaching classes. Um, and then I was doing my own workouts in my garage. So I was in an apartment building and my husband and I would go down to the garage first thing in the morning, usually at 6am or depending on when I taught my classes. And um, we would do our workout in the garage. I had a car full of equipment, a lot of it from my gym that I had brought home, a uh, car full of equipment, 
And I would just open the hatchback, pull out, you know, dumbbells, kettlebells, battle rope. Like it was like a clown car full of stuff. And I'd pull stuff out and we would do a workout right there in the garage or we would go run in our neighborhood. We would, you know, our our little block in our neighborhood would become our running track. So we were improvising and making do as many people did at that time. But the struggle we had or the challenge that we faced was that, you know, the the heaviest weight I had in my clown car full of fitness equipment was 55 pounds. So I was doing 55 pound deadlifts, which I was way lower than I could do and should be doing. Um, So it wasn't really building strength. I was mostly in a place of like general maintenance, but I wasn't building strength. And I knew that that's that wasn't helpful for me. I wasn't racing because there weren't races. So that was okay at that time. That's like, okay, we can do this maintenance stuff and just make sure we're moving and just satisfy that requirement in our lives that we're making sure we're moving. But I wasn't building to anything, whether it was an external challenge or just my own strength in general was not building. And so I was missing that um, aspect of my own movement and fitness practice was building my strength and training for something, um, an external challenge, which I really love to do. So it was fine, but it wasn't great, right? Like it was better than not doing anything, but I wanted more. And I think my husband felt the same, but that's what we continue to do for a long time, well beyond November. So that's what was happening in November. And that continued to happen um, until we were vaccinated, really. So um, in the meantime, we were doing our training in our garage. We would go to a trail once a week. We went to the same trail every single week. It was across town and we went there because we felt comfortable going there. It was wide. It was not crowded. And so we felt comfortable going to that trail. And so we went to the same exact trail every single week. It was out in Burbank in LA. So it was completely across town from us and had a view of like the Burbank airport. So we got bored of that too, but we kept doing it because we wanted to get our trail running in. And it was nice to get out outdoors and on and into nature. That felt good for us too. Um, But uh, as we headed into the new year, so we closed the gym, we moved out of the gym um, and, and I stopped teaching classes in person started doing completely online training. And this job that my husband got last fall, home base is in San Diego. And so we made a decision in early 2021 to move to San Diego. And I'm going to just say right now, that was probably one of the best decisions we made in a long time. Something about moving to a new place during a pandemic or at the tail end of a pandemic or whatever whatever you want to call it right now. Uh, but to be able to be in a new place where we could be tourists in our own home, we could explore new places. Um, and, and San Diego is just such an amazing outdoor city. Like there's so much to do outdoors here. We moved to an area of town that's close to all this amazing nature, uh, which we really love. So we can, within a, a short walk or a five to 10 minute drive, we can hit any number of trails. Uh, so instead of driving 30 to 45 minutes across town, now it's, you know, a short walk or five to 10 minute drive. So it's really easy now. And so that's really helpful for us. And so we moved out here in April and got vaccinated in May. Um, and that's when we started feeling comfortable getting back into a gym environment. So it was another six months after my birthday until we got back into a gym. and. 
that so that's what we did we have a gym across the street from us that's really awesome and a great place for us to lift weights we hit our local trails frequently and then there's another gym i'm going to shout out nxpt uh in san in san diego where we go periodically for like more race specific training and so and what's really cool about that is it gets us back into like a gym community which is something we really really missed when we closed our gym because so one of the things I am most proud about, about our gym that we, my husband and I ran together for two years is the community we built. Um, that is my greatest source of pride from that gym. And we are still very close to our gym community from Rise Up Training. We see them at races still at Spartan races. We get online and it's like, okay, who's coming to this race? Who am I going to see? And then we meet up at races together, which is really cool. But I, you know, we were lacking that when we moved here and really wanted to connect with the gym community. So we're working on that by uh, including a that type of gym in our regimen. So we go to one gym to lift weights where we can lift way above 55 pounds now. Um, we go to another gym for classes in that type of community environment. And then we go to our local trails to do our trail running, or there's a local lake where I do my recovery walk, and then we can run our neighborhood as well. So our training just feels so much more well-rounded now. So it's a big change, big changes in the last 365 days in regards to what my life and business looks like what my training looks like and what my actual environment looks like. Um, big, big changes in the last year. So again, it's been a wild year. I'm sure some of you relate to that, that, you know, you've had to do a lot of improvising in regards to your own fitness, your own life, how you live, how you work. And maybe some of that has stuck and maybe some of that has changed. So, um, you know, as you listen, I hope you're reflecting along with me. Um, so that's my, my year recap. Oh, another change is that races are back. <laughs> so I forgot to mention that first. Races are back. So um, as of this summer, I started getting back into Spartan races and local road races. So I've run several Spartan races since June. That's, I think, when I started racing this year. And, uh, you know, as I record this episode, I'm getting ready to do one next weekend. Hopefully my knees will not be too messed up from that fall today. But it, it's good to get back out there. It's good to test myself again and have these. I love these external challenges where I get to like put my work that I do in my day to day to the test. And then these external challenges work in the reverse direction where they give me the fuel and the energy and the drive and the direction to aim my training. So I know what I need to do and what I need to be ready to do to do these races. So, um, so that's nice to have that back. Whereas a year ago I didn't have races and we were just kind of maintaining and that's hard. It's hard to maintain motivation when you don't, when that's the way you're doing it. Right. Um, and so it's, you know, it's good to be back racing again. Now, something I have learned and, and something I'm kind of adjusting to is basically like, I think part of it is as I age and part of it is just this this year we've had, but really kind of like embracing and accepting where I am with my fitness, where I am with my abilities, that maybe they are not where they were when I was racing like monthly or more frequently in 2019 before the the pandemic started. So in 2019 I was racing all the time. I did my first ultra. I was running, you know, Spartan World Championships. I was 
racing all the time. And we owned a gym. So we owned an obstacle race training gym where I could practice the obstacles all the time. I was getting really good at the obstacles. I was feeling more confident. I was hitting podiums and then went a whole year without racing and training, you know, suboptimally. And now I'm back to my training and I'm back to my racing and I don't necessarily have those skills anymore. Some of those skills are gone or it's I'm having to work a little harder to get them back. And so I have to fight the frustration that comes with that, that it's like I may not be able to go as fast as I was going in 2019. I may not be able to um, do some of the obstacles with as much ease as I was doing in 2019. I need to be okay with that. That last year was what it was and I'm getting older and I need to, you know, understand where I am and where my body is and where my training is and fight the frustration that I might want to feel if things are not coming as easily to me as they did in 2019. And I know that that might be a frustration you're feeling or a general frustration for for all of us as we age that, you know, our bodies don't respond in the same way as maybe they did when we were younger, especially those of us who did more athletic things when you were younger. And then you're wondering, you know, why? isn't coming as easily. And that's just a natural part of life that, that we age and our bodies change and they're, they recover differently and they respond differently. And so this is like a more acute version of that, I think, that I'm experiencing because I was not an athlete when I was younger. I only know what I know in the last, you know, 10, 20 years. Gosh, was it, has it been 20 years since I played roller derby? Um, getting close to 20 years since I, I went to my first practice. But, you know, this is a recent phase in my life. And the, and the Spartan racing has only been five years. So, you know, understanding in this last year, what has changed? What and what has naturally changed in that I wasn't able to train in the way that I trained when I was racing at my peak. And I wasn't able to test myself in the way that I was testing myself at my peak. And so really just being okay with that. And I said, as I started this year, I'm going to be on um, team happy to be here anytime I race because I was just so happy to get back to racing. And so that was like my attitude coming in. But yet you go to these races and you're like, why am I struggling with this thing that I used to be good at? these are natural feelings, right? And so really just kind of understanding that it's okay to feel the way you feel. And then also understanding that it is natural for your body to respond differently when you're training in your garage with lightweights for a year and and no real goal that drove you. And now things are back to air quote normal. Um, So uh, if you were feeling in a similar way, hopefully you under, you feel like you're not alone and, um, and that it's natural and it's normal both in this year that we've had and with aging. So that's just something I wanted to share um, from my own experience in getting back to racing. Another thing that I have really gotten some clarity on in this year is understanding what really drives me, what my overarching goal is when it comes to fitness, when it comes to movement. I talk to people about fitness goals all the time and I get a lot of different things. People maybe want to run a 5k or people just like want to feel more fit or want to lose weight or, you know, whatever it is that, that they look at, like, this is going to be the reason why I'm going to get active. But I really, you know, what I feel is missing from this conversation is really like a bigger, deeper why. 
Um, even when I talk about like, hey, I want to run this race and maybe get on podium, you know, that's that. Yes, that can be a goal, but that's is that a bigger, deeper why? Right. Or is that just something superficially that I want to do that really does give me direction and focus for my training? Like if I have a race coming up and I know exactly where that race is and the conditions of the race, like I do know exactly how I need to train for that race. It really helps drive that. But is that enough? Is that enough to keep someone going for the rest of their lives? What if you don't want to race anymore? What if you change your mind? You know, what then? You know, and I know people sometimes hit those plateaus, hit those frustrations. And I really, you know, I landed on something and I think it's come from a lot of the people that I've talked to for this podcast. Like I hit my 100th episode this year. I'm now past 125. I've interviewed at least 100 people because some of these episodes have been solo episodes, but I've interviewed at least 100 people. That's like, wow, for a second, like, let's take a moment to soak that in that I've interviewed at least 100 people for this podcast. Uh, Athletes ranging from 40 to 96 years old so far, I'd really like to talk to someone over 100. Uh, There's a a senior games runner that's over 100 that I would really like to talk to. So um, Hurricane Hawkins, I believe, is the name she goes by. And I'd really like to talk to her. But anyway, side notes, I'm just putting that in on the world and manifesting it. But let's talk about bigger, bigger, deeper whys, bigger, deeper goals. And I really landed on something after having the conversations over and over and over again about the thing that really drives me more than anything else, more than any race. And here it is. I want to be able to do whatever I want to do whenever I want to do it for the rest of my life. And to that end, I want my body to support that. So I'm going to say it again. Like I want to be able to do whatever I decide I want to do whenever I want to do it for the rest of my life. And I want my body to support me in that. What that means is that if I want to run an ultra for my 50th birthday, I want to know that I can do that. I want to know that my body with proper training (laughs) and intention will be able to do that. If I want to run, you know, uh, six marathons for my 60th birthday, you know, in six months or whatever it is, I want to know that I can do that and that with proper training, focus and intention, my body will support me in that. I don't want to have a body that fights me in the things that I want to do. I want to know that whatever I want to do, I can do it. Whether it's right now or in a few months from now or in a year from now, I will be able to do that thing I want to do. I want to have the freedom to change my mind and what that thing is because, hey, that's part of aging too. We we live in seasons and I'm in my my big obstacle race season. But um, and previously I was in a roller derby season for a decade. We, ch- we change with seasons. But I want to know that there will not be pain issues that stop me. There will not be injury issues. Oh, I mean, injury issues come up. Injuries are temporary, but I but long-term injury issues that stop me. I, I want to not have to be on medications that tell me that I can't push myself in the way that I like to push myself. Um, if that is a, indeed what I want to do, like I want to, I want to do what is necessary f- to have a body that supports anything I want to do for the rest of my life. I have talked to people from 40 to 96 years old who are doing amazing things that show what's possible at any age. And I want to be one of those people. What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. 
Shop now at Hero.co. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Um, so that's my overarching goal. And I think it's pretty powerful. And I think that's what's missing from goals conversations, right? That we we think very like short term. And we have a myopic view. And, and I'm just seeing a comment on my Instagram. Did you see the oldest one, 103 years old to run 100 meters? I was just talking about her. She's the one I want to talk to for the podcast. I have a connection. Um, I've been working that connection since the last time she did that. I keep working that connection because I really want to get her on the podcast. I'm reluctant to say her name because I don't want to say it wrong and I can't look it up right now. I know her nickname is Hurricane. I mean, I think it's I think her last name's Hawkins. But anyway, so that's that's what I want. Like I want to be like 103 years old to be like, yeah, I want to run 100 meters. Let's do it. So that's that's what I want. To the best of my ability, that's what I want. And then within that are these shorter term goals, the races, the events, the smaller goals, the things I enjoy doing. I love getting out there and running hard races. Um, a term for this is type two fun. And I, I love that term. But there, but these are the things I enjoy doing. Type two fun is the type of thing and like events and races often fall into that where you're kind of miserable during it. Like you're suffering when you're out there. When I did the Big Bear Trifecta last month, it's a perfect example of type two fun. Um, I did three races in one weekend. Uh, I did a Spartan Beast 13 miles on Saturday, then a Spartan Super, a 10K distance on Sunday. And then about a half hour later, I went out and did a 5K distance. This was at high altitude. And there was a ton of elevation climbing. Like they made this race course as hard as they possibly could. And usually in races, I keep a pretty positive mindset, even when it sucks. But this one really tested me, really tested me. Um, I was struggling through that first race and, and a lot through the second race. The third race, I made it more of a fun run, ran with friends. But yeah, so I was I was really getting pissed off. I was suffering. I was struggling. I was not happy when it was happening. But the second it ended, I was instantly stoked. Um, I happened to get on the podium. I got third place in in that beast, which made it even sweeter because I got the podium in the hardest race for me. Uh, so you know, it's these it's these types of things where it's like, yeah, it's a suffer fest while you're doing it. You may not be stoked while you're doing it. You may be struggling. I've been in races where I've had to do 300 penalty burpees in the course of a 13 mile race. That's a struggle bus for sure. But when I'm done, I am so stoked that I did it. Right. And that's type two fun. And so that's my type of fun. Like I like pushing myself. Julia Hawkins. I'm really glad I didn't say her name because I think I would have messed it up. Julia Hawkins, 103 years old. I am putting it out there. I want her on this podcast. Um, so that's going to be a goal for the next year. Hopefully in my next birthday episode, I will be able to say I interviewed Julia Hurricane Hawkins for the seasoned athlete podcast. So I'm going to, I'm going to work my uh, senior games connection and see what I can make happen. Um, okay, so these races and events are things that I enjoy doing right now in this season of my life. I enjoy type two fun. I enjoy getting out there and suffering for a bunch of hours and then being stoked that I did it and, and enjoying that reward from having done it. Um, so that's where I'm at now. Who knows where I'll be next year or five years or 10 years, but they all fall under that umbrella of being able to do whatever I want to do 
whenever I want to do it for the rest of my life and having a body that supports that for me. So I just, you know, it's a food for thought for you. When you think about what drives you, what's going to give you endless motivation. Well, I'll tell you, wanting to have a body that do- that supports me so that I can do whatever I want, whatever I want for the rest of my life, it's it's hard to lose motivation when that's your driving factor, when that's the thing that drives you. It's like you you, you think on, on that level and, and you'll never have a problem with motivation for the rest of your life. <laughs> like That's really what it comes down to. So how do I make that work? How does that look for me? And I've spent a ton of time ruminating over this and thinking about this. And I've kind of landed on three things. Uh, and I'm going to share them with you today in hopes that you find value from it. So first of all, before I get to the th- three things, there's really one thing, and that is moving my body. Movement. Movement is life. I have said this for years. Movement is life. If you move, you grow, you 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 create freedom for yourself. Um, even with this, you know, I fell down and bruised my knees and I know the key to them healing fast is just me moving. If I sit and let them and, and don't move, they'll get stiff. If I go out and walk, they'll keep that um, range of motion that I need. You know, they'll heal faster. So movement is life. Movement is healing. Um, movement is is freedom. Movement is all that stuff. So it really that it starts with that above and beyond. Whatever that movement is, that's up to you. But movement. So you know, when I talk to people who who are trying to get back into fitness, it's like. The number one thing really is just to figure out ways to move every day. It doesn't have to be all for a long time. You can move for five, 10 minutes, but like you can get up every hour, move for a couple of minutes, whatever it looks like. But finding ways to move every day will do wonders for you. So it starts with movement. And so when I help people get into a fitness routine, usually it starts with like, okay, how much time can you allot to movement right now? Let's do that. And then we can get specific about the movement. All right. So move. Number one thing above and beyond. Now, specifically, there are three points I want to touch on before we wrap up this episode today, centered around movement. And I find that you, if you get these three things locked down, you're going to set yourself up really well, especially as you age. So it really is about the how and the why and the whens and the where's and the what's. Really come down to these three things. For me, um, and hopefully they will be helpful for you. Number one is move with purpose. So what does that mean? That means sort of why do you move? What drives you to move? How do you move? And maybe even the when and where, making it easy for you to move. So having intention around your movement. So that can come down to the goal. That can start there, which what is the, what is the purpose behind why you are moving? So for me, of course, number one, be able to do whatever I want, whenever I want for the rest of my life and have a body that supports. That's a big why. That gets me to get up and show up every single day in some way, shape or form. Then it's the races for me. I don't know. Maybe it's something else for you, but it's the races for me. So if I have a race that is, you know, I'll look at my race next week as I'm recording this 13 miles in distance. I have a 10K the next day. There's lots of hills. 
Um, not at high elevate, not a high altitude, but lots of hills. So, you know, that helps me understand that I need to have strong legs. So I need to strengthen. I need to get on hills and do hill repeats and do uh, long trail runs and then obstacle training, you know, make sure that I have the strength, the power the agility to do the obstacles I want to do. So that gives me very specific focus around my training. I actually hire a coach to make it as easy as possible for me. And that's another part of moving with purposes is removing obstacles, removing barriers, so that you can create that path for movement. You can create a really smooth path for you to get that movement in. So what are those barriers that are preventing you from moving? For me, it is because I'm a coach and I create programs for other people. I just don't want to make them for myself. <laughs> I find it, it'll, it'll save me time and energy to just have someone else do it for me who understands my goals and my desires and creates my training plan for me. So shout out to coach Aaron Volkoff at Human Body Lab. He is my coach. But I also coach other people. So you, doing what you need to do to clear that path. Other people, their path may, the obstacles in your path may be your schedule, your life, your family obligations. So what can you do to make it easier for yourself to get that movement in and move with purpose? So finding holes in your schedule, really actually taking a look at your schedule and um, having some intention around creating that time, that non-negotiable time for yourself to get your training in may take a little work. If you're winging it, you're not really moving with purpose. So if you wake up and you're like, I'm going to do what I need to do today. And if I have any time left, I will do a workout. Oftentimes what happens is you do the stuff you need to do. And then all of a sudden you have no time for a workout. So uh, moving with purpose means actually making a plan so that you can have that purposeful movement and you can have that non-negotiable time for yourself. And so that's why I look at move with purpose as move with purpose as my why, my how, and my when and my where. And uh, being intentional around that so you don't have to waste a lot of time and energy with that stuff in the day to day because that leads to it not happening, <laughs> as we often know. So it starts with moving with purpose. Next thing is move with strength. And super, super key as we age is that we really need to support building strength for ourselves. Um, as women, we lose muscle mass. As we age, it multiplies as we get older. It starts at about our mid-30s, multiplies as we get older. As you head into perimenopause and your hormones start getting unpredictable, uh, you no longer have the benefit of or the reliable benefit of estrogen supporting muscle growth as it does. So it's important to strength train to make up for that. So building those strong muscles, the strong muscle mass, um, really stimulating muscle synthesis and supporting bone density as well. So you don't lose bone mass as you age. So really doing, making sure that you are building strength. So when we talk about movement, you know, a lot of people like to get out and do cardio, which is great. Um, people hopping on their Pelotons, which is great. But it is super, super important to be intentional about strength training as you age as well. It's super important and it is often lacking. So moving with strength is important. This also includes fueling and recovery. Um, so, you know, making sure that you are lifting weights or and or doing high intensity movements that support muscle growth. Making sure that you're eating a balanced diet that emphasizes protein because protein muscle synthesis is a key element in your muscle growth. Um, getting that protein in your meals throughout your day and being intentional about that. Um, understanding how 
food and how how your body responds to what you eat to support that movement. Um, a big part of me doing whatever I want, whenever I want for the rest of my life is making sure that what I eat supports that goal um, and that I'm not eating things that will cause gut issues, that will be a problem if I'm getting out on a trail. I've had that before. I'm, many of us have been there. Uh, but eating and understanding foods understanding how to fuel your body, getting enough fuel in because most many women under eat, 47% of recreational athletes are in a state of low energy availability, meaning you are not getting enough fuel and food in your body to support basic body functions as in just your organs functioning. 47% of recreational athletes are not getting enough. So it is a big, big problem. And that's at the recreational level, never mind the elite level. So um, getting enough food into your body, understanding how your body responds to that food so that you have the freedom and the ability to do whatever you want, whatever you want for the rest of your life or what you want to do on that given day. All right. So fueling and then recovering, getting your recovery days in, which usually involves some form of movement, but light unstructured movement, making sure you're getting enough sleep. Um and really emphasizing sleep because that plays a huge role in your body's ability to recover, build lean muscle, um, use that protein you ate to build lean muscle, and be able to bounce back when you go hard on races, on training, on things like that. I am really grateful that my body recovers very quickly, that hopefully this fall I took today um, I will be able to recover very quickly, even though I am frustrated right now. <laughs> so uh, making sure that I do get my proper rest, that I do take a step back. I'm not going to do certain workouts that my coach planned for me this week because I need to recover from this fall. But being able to bounce back quickly so that I can do this race this weekend, which is part of, say it again, doing whatever I want, whatever I want for the rest of my life and having a body that supports it. So that's moving with strength. And then the final element is move with joy. Do things that light you up. Hang out with people that also support that. So how do you move with joy? Train for things or do workouts that you enjoy doing that make you feel good, that make you feel energized. And that can be type two fun, by the way. That can be races that, you know, you're miserable during the race, but you feel good afterwards. It's finding that fine line of like, am I still enjoying this activity or am I not having fun anymore? And in the moment, you can be in that type two fun space, right? Where it's like, I am struggling to get through this particular event, but it's part of this like mental and mental grit that I am developing. And afterwards, I am just super stoked that I did it. And I'm hanging out with people that also feel the same way and support me in this. Um, but if you get to a point where it's like, I'm I'm just not having fun doing this anymore, then you, you have to take a step back and take a look. And it's like, maybe this is not it for me anymore. Maybe I need to figure out something else. We've all, I, I'm going to say we've all been there. I've been there. Um, but, you know, finding a community that really supports you um, and makes it fun for you too. Uh, because sometimes just being around the right people that also enjoy what you do makes it even better. And then like learning new skills that make you happy that maybe you didn't think you could do. You know, first time I went across monkey bars or first time I climbed a rope, at, you know, I'm in my 40s doing all of this. And it's like, this is really cool. This makes me feel really good. I'm glad I'm doing this. So, you know, moving with joy. I think, you know, taking a look at, again, your overarching big goal, does it lead you to a place where you're going to move with joy? So some people set goals that 
you know, they want, usually it's around the aesthetic goals, which I'm not going to completely knock aesthetic goals. But like, if your if your goal is like, I don't like how my arms look, or I don't like that I have a belly, um, which by the way, some of this stuff just naturally comes with age. Will that facilitate the opportunity to move with joy? Or are you going to be constantly looking at yourself and not liking what you see? Whereas, you know, for me, it's like training for training for an event, training for a race where I get to to go to this place, challenge myself in a way unlike anything else and be around people that are super positive and fun. Will that facilitate an opportunity for me to move with joy? Um, so these are things to think about. Hopefully, if you're listening, you're taking notes because, you know, this is good stuff. Uh, <laughs> if I say so myself. But think about that. So if I want you to walk away with anything today in my lie of a short episode, we're now, you know, 45 minutes, uh, but it's not a short episode after all. But I had a lot of things to say today. Hey, I'm getting older. It's like when I talk, I talk to some people who are in their 70s, 80s and 90s and their episodes are long because they have lived they have a lot to say, and I do not stop them. I, I want to bask in their wisdom. And I'm not coming here saying, hey, bask in my wisdom. But hey, I'm 47 today. So I have some things to say. <laughs> you know, if, if you walk away with anything today, you know, hopefully take notes on this. Do you have an overarching goal that kind of that, that no matter where you are in your life, you can turn to that isn't superficial or temporary, but you can turn to it and be like, yeah, I'm still in service to this. Do you have that? Can you have that? And then does that facilitate things along the way that you can work towards that are tangible, um, that are specific and tangible? And then from there, how do you move with purpose in your life? How will you move with purpose towards these things that you are working towards? How will you clear your path to be able to move with purpose, um, to not make it harder than it needs to be. Obstacles get in the way of you moving with purpose. We want to clear those out. How can you move with more strength? How can you get stronger? Challenge your body enough that will actually facilitate the muscle growth needed to prevent the muscle loss. So, you know, start with mitigating the muscle loss and then facilitating the muscle growth needed to do the things you want to do. Uh, how will you fuel your body to make sure you're getting enough food to do beyond just your organs functioning, but actually to be able to do the activities you want to do and that you feel good doing it? And are you recovering properly and really emphasizing sleep? And if not, how can you do more of that? And then are you moving with joy? Is there? Do you enjoy movement? Because again, you will never suffer for a lack of motivation if you are moving with joy, if you like the the movements you're doing, you like the training you're doing, um, and you like what you're training for, even if it is type two fun. So those that's that's what I'm going to leave you with today. Um, I think this is I think this is good for my birthday episode today, um, and I appreciate y'all joining me. The birthday messages, the support. Um, I am grateful for you all. I'm grateful for everybody who has listened to the Season Athlete Podcast over the last five years now. Uh, just about. Um, but but it's been five birthday episodes. Yeah, it's been five birthday episodes because I started the podcast in June of 2020 or June of 2017. So I had my first birthday episode in 2017. And this is my fifth one. I love I love being consistent. Consistency is huge. So, you know, these traditions are important. Uh, but yes, uh, please listen to the Season Athlete Podcast. Share it with your friends. Leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts so more people can find it. I'm out here just trying to help people, uh, you know, do whatever they want, whenever they want for the rest of their lives and have a body that supports them in that. I, I want to help all y'all do that. So thank you all for joining me for my birthday episode and I will see you next time.
seasoned athletes. If you've fallen out of your fitness routine and the idea of jumping back in feels as daunting as putting together a work presentation the night before you have to present it, I have a fun freebie for you. Introducing the Off the Couch Starter Pack. Inside this free download, you'll find six days of strategically programmed workouts and recovery sessions for any fitness level, all designed to get you up, get you moving, and get you excited about working out again. I paired every workout and recovery session with its own hand-curated Spotify playlist to ensure that you're moving with joy every step of the way. Because that, my friend, is how you get fired up to get back into fitness again. So, if you're looking for a way to open that door that's been closed for far too long and to do it in a way that's simple, effective, and fun, download my free off-the-couch starter pack now through the link in the show notes or at robinleggett.com slash bycouch.